Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Deuce Season 2, Episode 9, it's called Inside the Pretend. Season finale of course, also full spoilers for the episode as always. So we were expecting tragedy and we I think we we got tragedy and I'll, and I'll maybe some more subtle or quieter ways than I was expecting almost. Yeah, I, I was expecting more, so like even up to the last minute. Mm-hmm. When there's, you know, the songs playing, the montage is going, I'm on edge. Yeah. But the thing is, is the, the, the final moment, you know, is, is the camera backs away from Vincent. It was very reminiscent because the camera backed away at the end of last season as well. It just happened to be inside the parlour. It was empty. Mm. And it was like everything was hidden behind the doors. Whereas here, it's like, not out in plain sight. It doesn't really feel safe. It it worked for me because it's kind of like, he's now worried that something someday is going to happen. And now yeah. it's like, it's, it's that fear. It's like, it's, it kind of puts us in the same place where we're kind of expecting something to happen. It doesn't quite yet, but that possibility is there. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I do like the shot. I don't think it was a, a cue the bass shot. Yeah, because I had to cut to black first and then it cued the bass. Yeah. And I feel it's weird because it's maybe the only episode that I can remember right now that doesn't have a good cue the bass moment yeah. <laughs> at the end. Yeah, it's weird. It, it feels surprisingly underwhelming in that sense for for the okay here's your season final right okay let's let's make it a good moment what, what, it is a good moment it just it undercuts the theme of, of of how they end every other episode what they should have done is just fade the music out slowly so as it was cu- coming over the, the crowd dancing just have it be eerily silent for a few seconds and then cut and then yeah i think the bass i think it's just the fact that the song was still playing yeah if you if you fade out the song and then fade in the bass it works fine but they didn't fade out they just had the the, the cut as they did to black and then come back in with the bass and that was just a bit weird well, a little weird technical qualm we have to yeah, kick off this one anyone who's on this episode listening to this knows how much we we love that those moments oh yeah when the bass comes out at the end yeah no yeah. it's good uh we start the episode with the premiere of red hot uh neat place to to start the season yeah. off laurie's in a bad place uh candy's kind of feeling on top of the world for the most part obviously editor boyfriend kind of puts his his foot in it a little bit with i his want friends. to say he was called russell uh, oh sounds about right I'll, I'll 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 take it you you can you can tell how honest and interesting he is though as a character really yeah he's, he's, he's just he's not really bothered he's there for her story he's not really a character on his on his own right yeah. but um and he's just kind of bragging about you know having sex with a porn star and she hears it and that, that leads to that but the other things in this scene um, and I think, you know, we'll, we'll maybe tackle uh, Laurie's story first because it's, I think this is, because it's, it's funny because we jump ahead because I, I was kind of hoping we'd start this episode with the clean up of the body, right? I was wanting to see how did yeah. they deal with this. Yeah, me too. I, I, I was expecting hijinks uh, in a very dark humour kind of way. But, um, so we cut ahead and she, she doesn't, no one knows he's dead outside of the people who know he's, who were, who were there, right? There's some rumours yeah. about, you know, the town, but no one knows he's dead. And... Laurie's like terrified that he's going to show up at the at the premiere, and it was interesting that Larry kind of like calms her down, and Larry's like basically says I've got your back, and yeah. you know leads her off, but you know takes her hand and leads her off, and it's kind of like it's interesting how this is almost like kind of like because you know, the pimps the whole thing was like the protect the girls that was like the main part of the job, uh, at least the selling point of it, and here he's actually just doing it genuinely uh, because yeah, she feels scared. It, he just had to slip into that role. Right, uh, the, yeah. the, the pimp role. Just to, oh, we'll, like, talk, okay. we'll talk about roles, yes. Yeah, so we, we will, roles. but I, I felt that here early on, you know, because yeah. that was before any of that stuff. I felt immediately he's just slipping into that, being like, because like I say, that's, that was always the, the pimp's job, right? Yeah. And just kind of went back into that for her. I was like, okay, you know. It's what she needed so, right now. It's what she needed in that moment. Yeah, and I was, as I was watching it, I was questioning, okay, does she feel like he's almost trying to take Cece's place in some ways, right? I don't think so. I mean, I, I mean, maybe she thinks that, but I don't think he ever no, was. No, I don't it. think he ever yeah. meant that. I don't think that was his intention. But I wonder if yeah. that crossed her mind. Because to me, this was also another scene from Larry's side where he has changed, where he's not doing this for his again. He's doing this just to make her feel safe. Because Larry is actually a decent human. <laughs> for the most part, yeah. <laughs> he's he's grown and progressed. He's, he's relatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, he's by far the best pimp. Like, there's no question. Yeah, there's there's really no competition no. there. Uh, but she's so, so scared, and that's, that, I thought this was really touching later on when she's in the uh, the producer's office and she's like refusing to go to LA. She's crying in the chair, and the producer's pleading with her to like you know like, he's not coming back. We've paid him off. You know, CC's gone. She's just terrified, and it's when she says, 
I need him to tell me it's okay to go to LA yeah. before I go. And I'm like, shit, that, he has broken her, the way he's yeah. treated her all these years. Uh, and it was, obviously we've, we've been very on edge about what he might do to her all season. And now we know that danger's over. She doesn't know that yet. But it never occurred to me just that this this, this sad kind of uh, knock-on effect of what mm. he's done. The, 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 the trauma of, of living through that life with him and what it's done to her. Um, so that that really hit that really hit in that scene, um, and it's later on when Harvey brings it up that you know she's feeling this way, and Frank says you know I'll talk to her about it, and I'm like yeah you should because you can maybe comfort her in a way that most people can't right now. Yeah, you you can tell her the truth. Yeah, um, he doesn't really go into why he's dead. I mean, he doesn't even say he kills him, although she kind of assumes that he was part of it, and he kind of doesn't deny it. It's it's very. Yeah, I think the, the bit that got me is she goes, "Oh, was it to do with me?" And he's like, "No." She goes, "So why was he? Well, you know, why 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 was he killed?" And he just kind of shrugs his shoulders, like, "I don't really know. <laughs> just shit happened." <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, if you wanted to get more into, it, he could at least claim that he was, you know, he was protecting someone. He was, he was. This was defense. Yeah. It was a very extreme form of defense, but it was kind of defense and, and a defense with a hammer and a stretchy stretching the logic kind of way but but uh, when he leaves the scene and she starts crying and i'm like are these tight tears are happy yeah, which, which way is this going because she's hiding her face like for the first like little while yeah. of this um and this is one of several scenes in this episode where the acting is just on a tour de force there's, there's several there's a lot of examples in this episode of where the acting right. was just taking me uh but when she finally moves her hands you just see the smile kind of break out and it's it's this relief and she goes to Ellie, and she 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 meets up with that guy she met that you know when she was there for the the, the awards, yeah. uh, and she's in the fancy car, and she's got the, the sunglasses on, and everything's bright. The future's bright. The future's orange, you know. So, uh... <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> that was a dated reference, but you know <laughs> what? Was. I'll I'll take it. The it's the moment the moment took me there. Oh jeez, that took me right back to sitting in the cinema. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, no, I, 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 Laurie's story was kind of, kind of sad, but did did have the happier ending there, um, mm. which was nice to see. Uh, so that was really good, because um, I, I think one of the big themes of this episode is particularly, um, well, for everyone, I, but I, I think there's a lot more examples with the with the lady characters is. Where they're, they're all entering new phases of their lives. Like I feel like whereas Vincent. Uh, it's still kind of where he is, whereas everyone else is kind of entering this new phase uh, for one way or another. For Laurie, it's that she's you know moving on to this new career and she's off to LA. Um, and for Candy, it's it's in it's it, being public. It's being public, and it's you know the, the recognition, it's seeing the reviews, which are really positive. I mean, obviously the one newspaper is kind of like, oh, there's hardcore sex. Ah, yeah, yeah. If if, if only all this porn wasn't here, this would be not bad. <laughs> But you know, it's like this this new yeah. thing. She gets the the TV interview where she's been kind of made fun of, um, and but it all comes down and because the scene, of course, where Harvey's complaining about the mob. We find out that when when Vincent, sorry, when when Frankie rather, when Frankie sold twenty five percent of the movie to Rudy, he was not aware that ninety percent of the movie was already belonging to someone else. And that was the other mob guy. So they come in and they're like, "Well, you know, I own twenty-five. He owns ninety. I don't know if you noticed this, but that's one hundred and fifteen percent. And how much do you own, Harvey? So I mean, all ten maybe. That's one hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> and that's not even including the producer from from LA that was involved as well for ten yeah. percent. Um, and kind of just kind of shrugs it off. He's like, "You know what? Fine, we'll make them money, but we'll we'll not earn a dime for this. But it doesn't matter because this will give give us cred. This will give me a name. She's uh she's got business sense. She's like, yeah. yes, this is a loss leader. This is a loss leader. But you know what, Harvey? We're going to make more movies together, and the next five are going to make us rich. It's fine. We can and live with this. We're getting to a, a pivotal point of the porn industry as well. VHS. Oh yes, I was laughing. I was laugh. I was laughing hysterically because I I had never seen this before. I don't think. But I, obviously, I just buy that it's real, and it's just what was there. It's the his like his remote had like a cable on it, and it was like yeah. this clicker, and I was like, oh man, before before remote controls as we know them, before they used infrared, yeah, uh, which you know, there's been a, it's not like it's that long after this that's a thing. <laughs> no, I mean, my entire life, presumably you don't, you obviously no, you've no. never seen one. I've so. not seen one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a new thing, is it? No. 
Yeah, it's just pretty old tech at this point. But uh, do you know, actually, do you know what the point I liked is that there was this old uh, tape machine that was the the, uh, the yeah. old format. You know, the, the, I never made it to mainstream you know consumption, but. He's like, oh, but this is a relic. It's only three years old, but it's already a relic. And I'm like, yeah, technology's moving faster and faster. And he's like, look at this. And he puts on the tape and he's like, look at this. You can rewind it and you can watch it again. You can watch it in your own home. You can do whatever you want while you're watching the porn. And she gets excited and she's kind of she's kind of like into this. This is a big deal. Um, People are going to mail order this. And he's like, not just mail order. They're going to walk into stores and they're going to buy this for $100 a pop. And she's like, 100 Which... I am actually, uh, it's funny because obviously that feels really dated as well, uh, but I can actually collaborate with this. I've, I've, I've got a fair bit of knowledge on the history of this stuff. Videos used to be expensive as shit. Yeah. Um, and the reason why they were expensive as shit is because the idea was is that rental places would buy them for $100, $200, and then they'd make their money back over rentals for X yeah. number of time. Um, the idea of, of, a, of a videotape for a movie, you know, by the time we got to the 90s before it died out with, with DVD, you know, the idea of it being like, you know, 20, 30, 40, you know, that that was, that that came down over time. Uh, yeah. the, the idea of people collecting them was more of a thing uh, later on, but um, this was absolutely the type of prey. If anything, this was lowballing it <laughs> for, for the time period. Yeah, and, uh, you know, she's shocked, being like, what, really? And he's like, you are underestimating how much people want to just watch porn on their own. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so that was a really fun sequence. It's, it's something because they don't really talk about like you know because they've done a lot of wink wink technology. Here's things within the seventies. It just kind of gets on with it. But this was a fun one because it directly impacts what they're doing. Yeah, and it's such a big part of the industry at that time, right? Yeah. And technology as a whole, it's it's the one area of technology that porn genuinely had a huge influence on. It did that that, that won the format war. That's why VHS won over Betamax. Right. So it's it feels important that it should at least get mentioned yeah <laughs> pretty much uh so no it's not good but the standout scene with candy by far is when she goes to try and take her son on the the beach holiday yeah and th- this is one of these scenes where you know we need to ask me you know what is what makes the disc great and i talk about how it's mainly a character drama it has plot of course going on but it's very it's a later plot show and a heavy character show it's, it's got more plot this season than it did last season though that's true and it sets up some things for season three as well that i think uh yeah. Uh, well, you know, what we're going to have going, but this scene is so impeccably like uh, choreographed and directed, and how it handles subtle little details, because your character comes up to the house and she's like banging on the door and she's shouting up to her son and she's like, "Hey, come on, let's go on vacation, we're going," and the door opens and it's the dad who we saw her running and hiding from last season, and we I remember like speculating about this, and we've not seen him though, like it's been so long. I would, I would almost call that a small critique. In you think? that, this is such a big moment in the season finale, and we've got nothing all season to even remind us that this was a thing. Now, obviously, we remember it was a big deal last yeah. season. Don't get me wrong, but I think just something to to rem- just a, a little thing as a reminder here or there would have would have helped. Oh, see, so, so you didn't want to see him before because you you like the idea. This is the first time you see him, but just yeah, yeah, I didn't a reminder. Want to see her. Okay. I didn't want to see him. I didn't. I definitely didn't want to see her confront him or anything yeah. like that. But just in some of the conversations that you know that she's having, you know, with around like yeah. you know, back at home, maybe fair. just a mention. But I, I think not seeing him up until this point is so effective because he's been out of her life, and the moment I love here is when she she walks up the steps towards him, and she starts off with this face of determination, determination where she's not going to back down. She's going to stand up to him. She's she's made a life for herself now. She's proud of who she is, and she's walking up those stairs. And it's only like five steps. You know, it's a little. St- you know, a few steps going up to the, yeah. the door but by the time she gets to the stop the top of the steps there's this slightest smile this slightest smirk kind of appears on her face she starts off determined and she's almost cocky by the time she gets to the top of the stairs and it's kind of like no this is where she is now this is where she's come over the journey where she's got this job she's getting self-respect she's getting respected in an industry she's making a name for herself and, and then 90 seconds later and 90 seconds later the door slammed in her face and she's crying because her dad made her feel like a piece of shit again and yeah. It's going into new things, but then maybe, and I think that's another big theme of this, is that, okay, people are moving into new situations, new places, but are they trapped in other ways? Are, you know, are they as free as they think they are in other ways? And for Candy, like, we, we you know, we know our dad and, like, avoiding him is a big thing. And saving it all this time and only seeing it here when it's, like, a, a brick wall saying, no, you're not allowed in this house, or son's, you know, your son's not going with you, and... Uh, my favourite shot of the whole thing, though, as much as I love walking up the stairs, is when it goes to the wide shot. 
and you see him upstairs in the window. But it's so wide, you don't see him clearly. You just, you just see he's there. He's standing yeah. there. Um, I love that shot because it sits on it for a while. Um, it does. It's and a great it, shot. It lingers there. It's beautiful. And then it goes into his bedroom and you see he's got a black eye. He turns around and he's got this big, big, giant black eye. And the the, the grandfather mentioned something about, oh, what do you think was going to happen at school once you you know told everyone who you really are? And... Uh, you know, it doesn't take a, a giant leap in logic. You kind of assume someone maybe said something about his mother. He he, he jumped in to defend her. Yeah, and it, it led to this. Um, and it's kind it's, of inevitable. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, the grandfather has a small point. He's it, been a dick about it, but oh, he's yeah. not wrong to say that. Um, so yeah, so oh, so she's put back. You know, crying again. She walks away, uh, and you know he's looking out the window, but he, he's gone by the time she looks back up at the window. And it's just a sad, sad moment. And then in the montage at the end, when she's like still working, you know, she's working on more movies, and you know, the, the Harvey's wife's working on scripts. She, we see the photo on her desk, and it's almost like she's having to kind of work, it, at least until he's eighteen and he's free to like, you know, <laughs> you know, make his own choices when it comes to this kind of stuff. But yeah. at least for now, she's kind of having to just pick her career I over mean, the family life. That's assuming that he doesn't agree with with his with his grandfather. To some extent, yeah. I mean, I he, I have to imagine this has put a, a bit of a scare into him, uh, having yeah, to deal with exactly. us. Exactly. I mean, he was obviously very excited before, but he didn't know the truth. Yeah. Now he knows. Is he like, do you know what? I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, that that would be a really sad turn in the story if that's what we find out next season. It would, but I don't think it's impossible. Yeah. It, it, it might not. Yeah. That 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 would that would be a twist in the side, but uh, no. That that scene with her father is fantastic, and then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that so that that was that was her story. Uh, still working on movies. Uh, and Harvey's wife's now the full time scriptwriter because she actually wrote a pretty damn good script. Yeah. That... Although that was one of the the critiques in the review, I believe. You know, the script was a bit rough. Um, yeah, it wasn't that word though. It was like uh, heavy. It may have been heavy handed, something like that. Yeah, was, maybe it, yeah. it had a specific thing. It was clearly a, a negative. That okay, it wasn't the worst, but yeah, you know, it wasn't. It was the one of the weaker links. Hey, it was like her first script. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know. not too bad. But yeah, she could, she could, she can uh, get better, get better. Yeah. Uh, just to offshoot the the Frankie stuff. Uh, since we mentioned him in the previous one thing with Laurie, and then of course he was in the the money conversation. He's basically getting no money from his investment in this movie because it's his fault that he sold off everything to other people for higher percentages yeah. than he should have. And uh, because of that, he uh, but he he's back at the you know the 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 sex shop what do you call it the peep the peep shop peep show yeah. uh with, with irene but what i thought was really funny about it is like oh yeah rudy felt kind of bad for me so he gave me this job back yeah <laughs> even said don't take as many quarters next time well that was the thing uh at the end of the, in the montage he's stealing like three wads of cash and then he looks over at irene and she's not even trying to stop him so he just he hands her one wad here you take this yeah. one well i'd say he got permission from rudy to take yeah. some it's like just don't take as many yeah right just, just just leave us with enough. It's always really funny about it. It's like, because you, you, you'd feel like the mob bosses would want to kill anyone who's stealing from them. But I love the idea that Rudy just knows what Frankie's like. And it's like, you know what, as long as it's not too much. Yeah, I'll, I'll let some of it slide. Yeah. Vincent's worth having around and being happy that we'll let Frankie just be a bit of a doofus over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically it, does, it. it doesn't really hurt the operation too much. And yeah. Occasionally he does something useful. Yeah, and of course, uh, she's not very happy because she's kind of sorted back into her life uh, as the consolation prize, if you put it. Which I suppose will lead us back to talk about Shay and Rodney, uh, who's who's determined to rob the the, the pharmacy, and yeah. uh, has the most idiotic murder scene um, possible, where he accidentally shoots the guy. Uh, I like how when he was buying the gun, though, it's set up that he'll make sure when the clip's extended, there's still one in the chamber. Like, they, you know, it, it made a point of just clarifying, for anyone who doesn't know guns well enough, it can still go off, even though the clip's fallen out. Like, that's still a yeah. thing. Um, and the guy dies. And he's stupid enough to stay around and try and steal drugs still, um, even though the guy told him that all the good stuff was in a, a time lock safe. Like, he can't get into it. It's now locked till morning. Yeah, yeah. And he knows that the guy pressed the silent alarm because that's does. what yeah. kicked it all off. Uh, so it's actually Karate Kid who, who saunters down, and he's drunk, by the way, as well. He's like, he's like, you know. Yeah, his partner's just like, no, nah, I'm not coming. You go on your own. I'm, I'm going to yeah. stay and finish my drink. Screw you. 
So he ends up shooting Rodney like five times. He gets shot once in the shoulder, which then and ties then he's in. Like, Rodney, ah, oh, you stupid bastard. <laughs> yeah, and it ties into Alston's plot, who is taking the job as being the liaison, liaison to liaison, the liaison to to uh, Goldman, and they're given all these perks, like saying, "Hey, okay." Okay, just give us some warning. If if you're going to like bait someone important in City Hall or whoever, we want to know who, so we know who's it, who, what enemies we're making, so we can protect ourselves from them. But we will make the enemies. We're not trying to like cover things up. Uh, but it seemed what, pretty legit. It, it felt fairly legit. But he's like, "What do you need from us?" Because he said he wanted to protect us. So it, it felt a little bit cynical. And okay, no matter what we're doing, we're going to protect our department. But uh, we'll you know make enemies elsewhere. Uh, yeah. So it's still it's playing it's the politics start, game. Right? Yeah. Um, it is funny because we just watched Serpico, which is set just a few years before this in terms yeah, of it's around this time, the corruption. Yeah, um, that's in flux coming later on. But he's like, what do, what do you need from us? And he's like, oh, there may be more, but what I need is all the, the people who work in Vice. I need them gone because they're, they protect the people around there. They have deals with the mob. They have deals with the parlors and every, all the businesses. They need to be gone. If you want to make any headway, they have to be gone. But then Karate Kid gets shot, and now he's a hero, so now he can't be touched. Like, everyone loves him too much, and he's like, ah, you got a bullet wound, ah, you, you, you're, you're a hero. He you. took, one, took one for the team. Um, but Goldman's like, no, you know what, you even need to, like, change things. You just have to kind of hold the line where it is, because the money and the, the investments and the, 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 we'll, the corporate we'll, we'll side that way. Yeah. Are, going to, are going to solve it. And we see, like, you know, he's, he's got, like, he's, uh, he's modelled the city out with the new buildings and yeah. all, the, all the rest of it. And... Um, and essentially, this is very much season three plot, I think. Where this is one of the big things where I feel like, okay, this is going to be big season three stuff. I agree, and I thought this is where maybe this season differed from last because mm. uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering, but I don't recall last season setting up a lot of things. Not for... really. It was like the parlors were done, and it was just kind of where everyone was dramatically in terms yeah. of their, their, their character arcs. But um, whereas this one, I think between this plot and then. I mean, it was really been, this was the main plot where I felt there was plot being set up, but there was a few other things where, okay, people are in new jobs or whatever, so uh, that's what will be yeah, next like season. Yeah, we just spoke about Candy, you know, and her situation with with her family, and like, okay, that feels like, okay, we're really going to delve into that yeah. next year, right? And I think with, with Vincent, it's not so much that he's got, like, plot set up in the traditional sense, but he does have this place now where, he's, where he clearly wants new things. He, he's wanting out of the life that he's got, and he feels kind of trapped here. So that, think, that's still kind of setting up plot in a, in I think a, in a what sense. the key difference is, uh, last season, everyone ended in a pretty good place, but they were on mm. the upswing. They were, yeah, you know, content. It's like, yeah, okay, parlors are open. Yeah, you know, Candy got a job, right? You know, all these, all these things kind of came together. It's like, yes, they're there. And then now it's, or maybe not. I mean, that's simplified it. Don't it's simple yeah, yeah, possible form. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a really obscure quote, but I'm actually quoting the hit television show Buffer the Vampires lately. <laughs> Because Jail says that to Xander when he when he says that Angelus is doing the na 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 form of battle, um, <laughs> and then Buffy boils something down a little minute later when he, she says, "Oh, so basically, Jail, you're telling me he just didn't Robin will go away." So then Xander says, "How come she doesn't get a boiling everything down to the simplest possible form, Watcher's pet?" And so yes, that was the. I can't <laughs> believe you just spent thirty seconds explaining that. <laughs> It's a good scene, damn it. I just watched that episode like uh, this week. I believe you. There are a lot of good scenes in that show. Oh. It was not relevant to this review. <laughs> it was relevant to the comment I just made. <laughs> but that that was one, though, where I didn't plan a, a reference. I just said the line and went, oh, wait, I just said a line from Buffy. I have to explain why I'm, I'm smirking at myself. Okay, so... <laughs> so, let's tackle Vincent then. So, Vincent... Um, so interesting, we're talking about the last episode, how is there going to be a temptation to maybe go back to his wife and kids? And we have a scene, you know, we've not seen his wife all, all season. The actress I really like as well, is like, who I think since season one was in uh, the, 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 the the Big Sick. Oh, right, yeah. She was, the lead, she was the, the lady leading that, and she was fantastic in that. Um, I liked her before anyway, I'd seen her in all the movies before season one, but like I feel like now that's what I'll say to people, to say that's what she's from, you'll know her from that. But... Um, and you know, it's like they're, they're talking about relationships. Like, oh, how did that thing work out with that guy? So, ah, no, that didn't end well. It's gone, and it has been very casual. They seem to be in a very good place. Where you know, he comes and visits the kids, and they're, they're very civil with each other. They're friends. Watching movies. Yeah, um, it seems to be in a very good, healthy, you know, broken up place. You know, as far yeah. as divorced parents go, and 
he starts talking about Abby, and he's like, oh, she's great, but, like, I don't know if, like, she wants the same things, and he talks about how, you know, she's smarter than he is, and she's, she's this world in a different way, you know, when he first met her, she was this idealistic college student, and now she's, like, this activist, and she seems to kind of, like, you know, yeah. going beyond him, and, uh, you know, his wife tries to commit, no, hey, no, you're, like, you're, you're smart, don't, don't let her get you down, but, you know, so on and so on. Uh, but when he starts describing what he wants, he wants a wife, he wants kids, he wants, you know, a lawn and, and dogs and cats and everything, like, there's a genuine moment of, like, spark, but it's, it's almost like, there's a reason why these two fell for each other in the first place, but they were young and stupid, and they, they, they both did things and, regrettable. <laughs> and as, as Vince says, he's more mature now. He's more mature now, yeah. And I kind of believe him. Oh, I definitely do. Which reminds me, actually, Frankie's back with his wife, and it, it, it's like they go to the premiere, and he's like, oh, by the way, make sure we have to make it up to my wife here about the, 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 the movie role, so she's in the next one, right? Leading role. Yes. And then she's like, no, you need to make it up to me. It's like, specifically you, Frankie, you need to make it yeah. up to me. So. I, love, I love how Harvey's just like, nods it's like, sure, whatever, leading role. Yeah, he's not got money to be a producer in the next one, though, so, I mean... He's the, he can, he's going to be shit. able to say yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. You say that, he'll, he'll find money again somehow. I, I I just love how he's just in the doghouse, just kind of in perpetuity now for this. It's pretty funny. Because she just looks like she's pissed at him all the time. It's kind of glorious. Yeah. Uh, I love it. So, yeah, so Vincent's though, he, he's... So one of the big things we've not mentioned yet is uh, Dorothy turns up dead. Which, because that was the thing. See, when they found the body, we just see the foot, and it was kind of hard to tell anything from it. I thought, oh, they found Cece? Is this, you know, are we going to find Cece's yeah. body? And then they pull out the, the driver's license or whatever, and it's like, oh, shit, it's Dorothy. Even then, at first, I was like, I wasn't... Obviously, we didn't, we didn't see her body yeah. properly. So I was like, okay, is it actually her? Did someone steal her wallet? <laughs> is, that, is that what's happened? Right, right. I thought yeah. maybe we could have done. And, but then, you know, as it goes on, no, no, it's her. Yeah. Um, and this... You know what? This was actually way more affecting than I, I thought. I, I think it just happening off camera randomly... Again, it sets us in the place where, like, Abby is, where she's just not seen her for a week. And it's just kind of... It, it pops up out of nowhere. Uh, and Loretta's pissed. Loretta basically attacks Larry at one point um, and quits. She's like, "No, I'm done with." Because it. it was she. She was always kind of settling back into to 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 her prostitute life, and it was like this was the shock she needed to go. You know what? No, I'm not. This yeah. is not me anymore. Uh, how Larry's like, I ain't kill anyone. What the hell are you on about? Yeah, because she, yeah, she, it's not like she's specifically saying he did it so much. It's more you're part of the pimps. The pimps did yeah. this. Uh, therefore, you're culpable in this. Is you're part of this this but world? But he's just so confused. Like I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Wait, she's dead. Yeah, but I, 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 I like the reaction though. It, it was kind of like it was genuinely kind of shocked. But it was at the same time he's putting on the, the strong front. But Darlene's also reacting, and you know, in the other room, and you know, the other yeah. girl. Like they're all, they're all, the reaction in the room was really well done. As was Abby's reaction, which was was really strong, and kind of like Laurie being broken. Uh, seeing Abby be broken to the point where. She's just breaking down in tears, where Vincent has to come by immediately and come in and like hold her, and she's like crying in the couch. And when he's leaving to go and like arrange the funeral and stuff like that, Loretta has to come over and keep her company because she's just that distraught. And it was like she's been such a strong, you know, strong-headed, you know, figure like throughout yeah. all the show, so determined in everything she's been doing that seeing her broken down like this and believing that change isn't possible. And I think what this show's told me is that change is possible, it's just long and it's hard and it's full of hurdles and there's probably going to be sacrifices along the way. Kind of like how we're saying how at the end of this season, okay, everyone had all these things that seemed happy, everything's moving on, but they're all hit with these new problems, these new things that are happening because of the changes. Um, yeah. And, you know, so I, I feel that's a big theme of the show. Yeah, yeah I was saying how... Everyone kind of feels like the the ending is is a little bit reversed from last season. And like, okay, mm. they they've moved forward, but they they get hit with something to, to overcome uh, going forward. I thought funny the, the the person who seems to be in the healthiest, best place going forward probably is Larry and Darlene. I'd say Larry and Darlene both. Yeah, okay, Darlene too. But we'll get to them a second. Uh, yeah. uh, Vincent stuff here. Because um, before he actually takes that phone call, he's he has a scene with Bobby and then with Mike, uh, where he's talking about because because Bobby's like oh no because because one of the scenes we get as well early on is that Black Frankie is ordered to hit uh, the other guy, the driver, the drunk driver, and yeah. you know he's meant to be like one of their friends, like one of their team, and apparently you know they heard that he was talking, he was blabbing to people and. Yeah, he was too drunk, and we'd we've seen evidence of how bad he is. Yeah, with the drink. And it's a really it's a really brutal scene where you know Black Frankie just pulls out the gun and just kills him. Like you know, it's just like hey, look over there, bang. 
it's very emotionless. So when Bobby's concerned that what happens if one day they ask him to take out one of us, will he care? Will he even warn us? Will he try to do anything other than just take the order? He's supposed to be working for us, but he clearly, you know, he'll... Tommy t- tells him to do that, and he does yeah. it. Uh, so, he, so Bobby's freaking out, and Vincent... Uh, it's it, like... Dude, you killed a guy last week. I know. Calm down. <laughs> What's interesting, I wasn't aware Vincent would have known about that, but he clearly does. Oh, Frankie can't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. But he, and at first he seems to, he tries to dismiss it, but it's clearly weighing on him. And then when he's talking to Mike, he's talking about, you know, are we good guys or are we assholes? And like, what if one day, like, one of us is asked to, like, take out the other, like, and he's like, we're good guys, right? I think so. But you, can, you never know for sure. And they just, they kind of laugh it off. It's They're very, obviously, they're still friends, but. It, they're kind of like acknowledging the kind of the seedy world they're in and it's kind of hard to predict these things yeah um but he arranges his funeral arrangements and he's at he's at the, the cemetery and what i thought was a neat touch he walks over to this other area and i immediately went oh that's where they buried that girl earlier in the season because of the yeah. tree i recognized the tree because of the, they really had that big shot at the end when it pulled up so i i just it knew is, what the tree yeah. was immediately um and he goes to bobby and says hey uh, you never put a gravestone in for that girl. What was her name? And Bobby can't remember her name. Well, well, neither neither can he. Because he's just like, oh, yeah. what's her name? Um, but I mean, I feel like Bobby as the pyramid should probably have, uh, should have hit him harder. So it should have. And, and and then he goes, oh, why didn't you go and put a stone down? He just goes, I forgot. And that's when he says, we can be better than this. We are better than this. Um, yeah. And it's the idea of like slowly realizing that they're becoming part of this world where. All of his, all of his morals, all everything's kind of like crumbling, kind of gradually, and Bobby kind of nods and kind of like he seems. Cause Bobby's very you know, obviously confrontational a lot of the time, but he seems very agreeable to what he just said. He's like, yeah, you know, we are better than this, 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 yeah. do this, because he, he does care, but is caring enough. Like if it slips away over time, and you don't actually do anything about it, like is it really caring? Even though you, even though he feels like he cares, even though he puts on the, mm. the, the the voice that he cares, because it's right after this where his son walks out. Because earlier on in the episode, Melissa's got a little subplot where she goes to the other pimps and they all tell her to get lost because now she's got two pimps that have turned up dead. Yeah, <laughs> she's cursed. So they don't want Bobby's her. Next. <laughs> so she, yeah, Bobby is next. She goes to the parlor and she was thrown out in season one, of course, because she stole that guy's money. And they're, they're they're told um she, she's told to to get lost basically but uh Bobby's son's like oh no I mean, you know, I'm a manager too <laughs> which was amusing and he's like oh you know like I'm 24 and she's like really you don't look 24 it's funny everyone says that <laughs> and smooth and he goes there's like what you, I'll be back here for dinner maybe we can like you know clear up you know you know old old yeah, beef what, what, what do you want yeah. steak or, or lobster why not both so- and he's, he's been all flirty. And it's the same with Vincent where he comes out at the back with her and they put on the jukebox. And he turns, because he's, like, he's talking about dancing with her. And he turns around and just sort of like gives him like the eyebrow raise, you know? Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like he's making the I, moves. I also like that he, he, uh, he pulled a Frankie and he just took the cash out the till. Yes, he did. Yes, he was very Frankie. Uh, it's in the blood, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get Vincent jeans, you get Frankie jeans. <laughs> I don't know what you should be hoping for. Uh, but. And what I loved about this is that it came right after that conversation about we can be better, we can do better. And then Bobby's son walks out with a prostitute. And Bobby, well, he cared at first, now doesn't give a shit. He just he just reads his paper. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he kind of looks and kind of sighs a lot. He's like, oh, shrug your shoulders, whatever. Boys will be boys. And that's kind of his yeah. attitude. I think ultimately he knows that, okay, it's, it's just hypocritical for him to try and say anything at this point, right? Yeah, his son's destined to be just as bad, if not worse, than he is. Um, and it's this. I think Vincent, despite the conversation he just had, kind of has this uh, moment. And I, I like, I like that the the girl who died earlier in the season, like her her death, is kind of still a factor. And the the guilt, yeah. and again, the idea of weakening, because that's been Vincent's big thing. That was one of the big things that propelled him to tell Abby everything and and mm. give her the money. And those envelopes are building up. You know, we see Abby at the end; she's got all these envelopes. Full yeah, of cash. I have a, a question on those. I thought those envelopes only came once a week. I thought they were a weekly drop. Are they are they daily? I don't think they're daily. Because um, the you know, he goes, oh, they're piling up, and and she's like, yeah, I haven't seen her in about a week. I'm like, how are they piling up? Well, they threw me. Well, I I would just take that as she hadn't given aid to Ashley in the last couple times she saw her because there was no specific girl wanting to get out. That's what the money was being used for. So 
Yeah. So she was given to Ashley, but she wasn't necessarily given to Ashley every time they came in. Like, okay, I, I, I assumed she was. Because she's got like a stack of what, like six or seven of them at the end? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it's more than weekly, maybe it's twice a week, or something like that. Yeah, it could be. So they stack up a bit quicker. Um, I mean, we see them getting them a lot, so <laughs> I mean, maybe it is more than Yeah, weekly. but we, we see him getting them from everywhere, so. Yeah, that's true. On his end, it feels like a lot. But no, nah, so so very very strong plot for Vincent. He, you know, we end the episode and he's he's standing there, and I love that the, the final shot actually in the montage, the final shot of the episode or the final scene rather, not the shot, is him walking into the the three six six just like we started with Candy right back at the start of the season, uh, except it's a bit more dour. He's not in a great place and he's walking in. And he's like he's surrounded by the thing that he, he was so happy to have this place at the start of the season. This was his dream, and it was you know the, as he put it, the three six six was the place to be. That was one of the lines he said back in the yeah. episode one. And he looks like he's 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 trapped by the sea yeah. of people, and he's, he's this crowd just blocking him in. And he's suffocating, and it's just kind of beautiful. So it is. So in terms of character progression, so no, that's really cool. Um, yeah, Larry and Darlene. Let's talk about Larry and Darlene. So. Darlene, uh, I was talking about moments where the acting really, you know, obviously one was Candy at her father's place, one was yeah. uh, Laurie with the, with the crime with CC uh, stuff, but uh, the other one that really stuck out to me was actually the scene, Darlene's got a job, she's got a job uh, at a clothes store, yeah. and there's a guy who recognises her from one of the porn movies, and her acting with this, it's when she turns around, because you know, first she's like, oh, you've mistaken me for someone else, and he's like, no, no, I, I, no, I would never forget that face, or everything else that's attached to it. It's when she's turning around and almost looking at the camera, where her expression changes before she turns around and starts like hitting them and telling them to get out. Um, yeah. She she flips. She flips, but I, I, I love that change of expression on her face. It was really... I don't know why I quite say subtle. It felt very natural. It felt like a very natural yeah, change. Yeah, I wouldn't call it subtle because it was yeah. quite a drastic change from the smile that she was that she had before, right? Yeah. Um, but natural is probably fair. Yeah, I, I think you know because as much as we're saying that you know she ends up in a happier place than most people in the show for this season, I do think it's notable that she still has that thing. She still has that obstacle. So okay, things are getting better, but her past life and being recognised in these movies is going to be an obstacle that's in place yeah, of her she's normal still life. That she's got to deal with there. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's her, that moment for her. But later on, she tells her, or you know, her would be boyfriend, uh, the truth. She, she yes. you know, uh, she was a prostitute. She's been in dirty movies, and you think he's going to leave her sitting there, but he puts his hand down and says, "Come to class." Um, and obviously, it's a lot to hear. <laughs> You're not expecting someone to tell you that. Uh, but you know, from what we see in the montage, you know, they're going to dinner. They seem happy. She's smiling. Yeah. She's in a restaurant. She's dressed up. She's fancy. Um, it all seems very happy. But of course, they all stand out with her is the scene where she actually leaves yeah um, definitely she just you know packs her bags and then walks out one morning and she's been really sneaky and i was like i kind of hope larry gets up i want to see how he tackles this and sure enough he gets the, to the door just as she's walking down the hall and to my not to my surprise that's a weird thing it would be my, to my surprise last season i suppose it'd be to be my surprise if it was any other pimp but He's just like, what? No goodbye? Yeah, he's like, he was expecting this. He knew it was coming, and he accepted it. Yeah. And that that was so different. And he, he, she steps in, and she's like, yeah, this was easier this way. And he goes in for a kiss, because he thinks it's the last time he's seen her. And she's like, you know, you should never let me see you act. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, once I saw that you were just playing a role, I got that that's all you were ever doing. Pimping was just a role. That's all I was doing as well. Yeah. You know, you weren't really a pimp and I wasn't really a prostitute. We were just playing those roles. Um, And, you know, pimping's not been in your heart for a long time. Um, Which we've been seeing. Absolutely. I mean, in the montage, he's just straight up going for additions. He's he's going to... He's he's doing the monologue about the the, the cop uh, for the movie. Yeah. That's it. He's out of the pimping game now, I think. Yeah, he's done. Um, And it's great to see and she's yeah. off she, she's she's got a job she's you know i don't know if she's finished her education yet but she's doing it and she's you know new romance yeah, I, I assume she's still just there yeah for now i mean dep- depends how much we time jump over the season absolutely yeah um but no it's, it's, it's... Uh, i'm expecting a time jump but maybe not as big a time jump um i could i could see it being as big um and because it was like five six years the first one yeah I, I could see us going to like 81, something like that. Okay. Because I, I feel like the start of the 80s, that early era of the 80s, is where, is where the, the end of the Deuce sort of 
so as a as a place mm, okay kind of you, takes you, place so start middle and end yeah that's basically my thinking yeah yeah makes sense especially if there's going to be any effect of this you know redevelopment stuff and the... yeah because that'll take yeah, time so the good thing about a time jump is we can come back in and that that it's can be done. yeah that yeah. can be like you know really into the middle of it Br- so brand new sets for next time yeah yeah uh so no uh no larry and the larry and darlene have been a highlight of this season i think and i think they've they've stood out despite the fact that i think the the more the the great tension was coming from laurie and cc and obviously candy's story has always been fantastic and really yeah well performed and well thought out but even against those juggernauts in terms of the the, arguably the flasher stuff there's been a really nice underbelly story with darlene and and larry yeah, Larry himself has, has been the the surprise of the season. Yeah, because yeah, because he, he was fine in season one, but he wasn't a standout character. I don't think in season one, but season two, no. he's he's been elevated. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, he's, he's he he became one of the most interesting char- little characters just out of nowhere. I kind of never would have predicted it. Yeah, but n- now I'm like, no, he's kind of one of my favorites. Like he's yeah, it's like no, I, w- I want more Larry. Absolutely, it's 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 it's, it's great. Um, we were actually going a bit long in this one, but I guess it makes sense. It was a slightly longer episode. It was a finale. We're leaving off on all yeah. these, all these thoughts. Um, who have we not talked about? So many things going on. Um, Paul. We're not talking about Paul. No, we haven't. Paul's an interesting one because you know he's acting friends. Oh, I want to do a play. You know, I want to do like a proper act, and I'm going to pick one of these books and I'm going to do it. And there's some fun jokes in there. And he's like, oh, I want to do this with you. I'm going to help you, even though there's no money in it. I'm going to help you get like a theater that you can you can perform yeah. in. And we see him call Tommy. You know, he sees a he sees a theater that he can get that's you know pretty. It's it's as cheap as he can get staying in the city. And he calls Tommy, and Tommy's like, "Well, you've already got this place set up. You know, that's the you know, the, the the lounge. It's, it's great. Why why do you need us now?" And he's like, "Well, I need to pay back my partner um to his yeah. what now, and I've got a new venture." And you know, he kind of joke about it, not really making any money, but you know, he wants to do it. And he st- he wants to do like a clean cut. He's like, no, I, I want you to like borrow the money and pay it back in a year and then be out. And Tommy's like, nah, it doesn't work like that. Like, it, like you know, Rudy's not greedy. Like, we'll do what we do. But if we're in, we're in for life. Like that's just how it works. Yeah, I I, can't, I like Tommy in this scene. He's very upfront. He's very yes. fair though. Like you know, you know, when he comes in, there's no ill will. He's like, hey, yeah. you know, you're all so this place is good. You don't need us. What's what's going on? Yeah, no, it's, it's again, it's, it's Rudy and Tommy's things always kind of been like. They're actually pretty reasonable and civil with everyone until you cross them. Yeah, until until they're not. Yeah, uh, but and I feel like he's going to do it, and I, I think it's it's actually speaking to his character and one of his things because his whole thing with the 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 lounge in the first place was that this is something he wants to do with his boyfriend because it's something that can be theirs, and that was a big thing. He was determined not to take money from Rudy, but now he wants to do something with his new boyfriend, and it's it's like it's like it's never going to be good enough. He's always going to want the next thing, and yeah. I think part of it though is he opened the lounge. It worked. It's he's making money on it. He proved that he could do it. Oh sure. So he doesn't he, he doesn't have that to prove to himself anymore. So it's like well, well everyone maybe. else is in with Rudy. Maybe. I feel we're going to see a bit of a cycle here where he gets infant, infatuated with one person, and it wouldn't surprise me if by the time he ends like setting up this theater, that maybe him and his actor friend aren't in a great place anymore. Just kind of like he wasn't probably. Yeah. You know, I could see that being like a cycle that repeats with him. Um, we'll probably skip a lot of that though because we'll be having a time jump. I yeah, imagine. we'll be right at the end of that. Yeah, but that depends how long it takes to set up a theater. I'd, I'd have thought less than a year, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's yeah, it's true. What do I know? So um, there'll be complications. Yeah, I, I, no doubt. Five years of complications. Again, it could may not be a five year jump. I'm just yeah. I'm just yeah. assuming it'll be similar to the first season, but yeah, no. So no, worth mentioning that. Um. I think that's it. I think that's all the big stuff. We we done Vince and Frankie. We done Candy. Yeah, Darlene, Larry. I mentioned Shea, Irene. Yeah. Bobby, Black Frank. Yeah, every, I think that's everyone. I think that's everyone. I think that's everyone. This will be a shit episode to have missed someone though. It would would be. It really would be. Um, but I, th- I think I think we've done it. Um, so no, it's interesting. So we've lost CC and we've lost Ashley for next season. Um, it's funny because I think we speculated that either one of them could die by the end, and it's interesting that both of them ended up dying. Yeah, I think CC, I I think will feel his impact a lot mm. more of the loss of him because he's been such a big character, such a big presence that 
him not being there is going to feel weird. Whereas Ashley, you know, I mean, she 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 popped up, you know, maybe halfway through the season, a bit before, and she's kind of just in and out. Sure, it is a presence. I think I think her death's yeah. important. Of no, no, for, I think it'll have a, yeah. a big impact on the other characters. I mean, just as we're watching it. Oh, sure, yeah. In terms I, of... I will notice the the lack of CC a lot more. <clears throat> yeah, but I think it's just the way the idea that the old pimp is dying out, and he was kind of the first big. Well, him and Larry. What well, one's dead, one's just moved on. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The both. I mean, we've been kind of talking about the duality there, how one's moving yeah. on and doing new things, and one's just resisting. But the idea that the ones who resist. Are the ones who are going to die out? Oh, uh, and, and and Rodney, of course. And Rodney, uh, either literally or figuratively. Yes. So you know, um, but no, uh, fantastic season. Um, it's so consistent episode to episode. It is so consistent. It, it's so weird to compare seasons to this. Like, the, I mean, I'm trying to think. Do I want to say it's better than the first season? And in a weird way, I probably do, just because it's naturally more advanced in the story, and therefore everything means even more than it did in season one. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I don't think on a technical or a writing level or directional level, anything is actually any better than season one or worse. It's just for the or worse. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's exactly on par. It's just better overall because it's got the extra weight because yes. season one is it's additive. Yes, exactly. It's the sort of thing where the ending of any story should be the best and most satisfying part. Um, it's not a complete failure for it, isn't, but it, theoretically it should be because that's when you care the most if it's done its job. Yes, if, if, and that's what you build up to. Yeah. So it makes sense that it, it should, in theory, get better as it goes, even if the quality doesn't change. Yeah. It doesn't always work like that, of course. And so, and not, not always because it's a bad ending. Sometimes it's just a standout thing in the middle that's just yeah. the best part. But you know, that's just that's the way things go. Whereas if this just holds its course again, I'll probably say season three will be the best season. Yeah. Uh, and we'll have a, a, a great trilogy of seasons. Uh, and it does kind of feel at the end of Act 2 in the sense that things are getting darker. Like, things are yeah. getting a bit more desperate for yeah. a, a lot of the characters. Um, even though there's some hopeful stuff in there. I'll be interested to see how much we see of certain characters next season. Like, do we see as much of Darlene now that she's she's maybe got a more of a normal life? Do we see as much of Laurie now that she's off in the industry? Yeah, I think um, Laurie, I think there'll be a big deal about her coming back at some point for uh, a shoot. For a shoot, yeah, because that's a great way of having her back, though, is there's a movie being shot and she's here for that. Like, yeah. That's easy enough to do. Um, and she's not going to be scared because Cece's dead. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Larry will probably just be hanging around uh, sets Maybe's, again still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Darlene's trickier because I don't think she wants to be involved in that life. No, she's kind of gotten out. If Eth, you could argue this should be the end of her story because she's gotten out. She's got her, got her life. Yeah, I, I, like. See, it depends on the time jump. If there wasn't a time jump, I'd say there'd be a big advantage to following up a little bit further. Yeah. Seeing how a deal, seeing a deal with being recognised occasionally. I mean, um, I, I think at the same time though, I could totally see her not being involved in that and still being a main character in the sense that we'll just we'll see how what's going on in the industry affects the characters who aren't in it anymore. Like you know, how, how does that what's the knock effect? Maybe not to the same extent. Screen, screen, even if she's not a main part of the season, I do think like in like the montage in the last episode, we'll see where she is and see how her react to like whatever yeah, the okay. final elements are. Uh, I expect everyone who's alive who's been a main character. I expect at least a cameo from next season that makes sense yeah. but i'm questioning whether or not she's going to have a main plot next season like she's had done the first two because it feels kind of like no she's had a kind of happy ending almost. i will be very impressed if they can give her a main plot and have it feel on par with everything else in terms of quality because yeah. right now i i'm thinking right what do i do that doesn't undermine this that doesn't leave her you know right that's why we're not paid to write this show. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But but I can't actually think of anything at all that that springs to mind. That that okay, that's what you do. Whereas usually, even if it's not the best idea, I've got an inkling. Whereas right now, nothing. So, I I will be impressed if they if they do. I wonder if they could do something where kind of like Ashley, she tries to help someone in the in the in the life. No, not not in a widespread way. But the idea being that, again, it'll be different because she'll handle it in a more... Because I think a big part of her story, which I really like, actually, is we're talking about how a lot of this is how change takes time and those obstacles. Yeah, because she, she, she almost got out yeah, once before. She almost just cut and run last season with a bus ticket and it didn't pay, work out. 
but she's but doing it gradually over the five years and you know getting schooling doing you know bit by bit building herself up and seeing herself as a stronger person who can be in society in a normal capacity and if it's had a much happier ending than everyone else trying to just do things quickly I think it's possible to do that, but I'm I'm skeptical again. I think I mentioned this earlier season before CC died, and you know Laurie was maybe mm. going off to LA. I was like, okay, but next season I was concerned about it feeling a little like it was redoing what we just done with with Ashley, right? And I feel the same here. Is is they've got to do enough to differentiate it to to show me that that's worth it doing again? Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just because uh, yeah. I have no idea if they're going to do that. I'm just I'm just suggesting ideas. Um, I don't think there's any reason to have any fear that they're going to handle whatever they're going to do <laughs> properly. There has been zero misstep, I don't think, in terms of how they handle characters on this show. No, there hasn't. I think this is one of the most consistent TV shows I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, whatever they do, I'm sure it'll be great. But Yeah, me too. Um, whether or not she's a main factor or not, I, just, I thought it was an interesting question, given that she feels yeah. like she has a happy ending and we could leave her here and be satisfied. And maybe we should. Yeah. Yeah, and to an extent with Laurie, but Laurie still being in the industry means there's a lot to explore with her being a star next season, where she's yeah. where she's had like a career under her belt and she's had all these movies and. I can kind of see it getting to a point where oh maybe she's transitioned into you know real movies and oh, maybe, they, they try yeah. and book her for a porn film and and you know her not wanting to do it. I think another big thing is how the stigma of what their life has been up until now kind of follows them around. That that ties into Darlene being recognised. It ties into Candy not wanting to be a star anymore. She just wants to direct and people but the interviewer everyone she talks to always wants to talk about her being a porn star that's that's what they yeah. want to talk about um and i could see maybe if we go down that route where laurie's trying to transition to other movies uh maybe maybe that's something that could be explored there as well so um but no surprise surprise they just had a fantastic finale so uh leslie we thought of this one in the comments below like and subscribe all that stuff get us in the twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the channel head over to patreon.com slash tv and you can do that over there and keep all the reviews coming um in terms of stuff coming up obviously we're doing a bunch of netflix and amazon stuff right now we've got sabrina going we've got homecoming going uh in terms of your uh highbrow dramas i don't know what the next thing is on the on the radar but I'm sure there'll be something. Uh, have a look. Obviously, f- from HBO, what we got coming up? Before True uh, Detective in season three? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure if we've got anything before True Detective. I don't think we do. Say, uh, coming up, we got Little Drummer Girl um, in the next couple of weeks. That might be worth checking out. Yeah, we're going to look at that. Uh, it's from Park Chan Wook, so it should have good direction, if nothing else. But uh, yeah, so but I'll keep, keep, it, keep it with us. We. we, we and if you got show suggestions, by all means, uh, shoot, shoot them our way. Uh, we do not promise to try everything, but we will uh, consider everything. Consider everything and look at look at if it's worth doing. Um, but no, that has been the Deuce season two. Um, it's been pretty fantastic. So thank you very much once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>